651 now. President Biden's in Hiroshima for the G7 summit. The uh, date that the U.S. could start bouncing checks is moving closer. And Title 42 is expired. All of those are great reasons to have a chat with Oklahoma's senior U.S. Senator James Lankford. Good morning, Senator. Hey, good morning to all of you. Well, you, you know that I'm an optimist, and I think Washington... Well, I am too. Yeah, and I, I, I think Washington has a great opportunity here in the debt limit bill to truly show the country that they can work together to get things done. Not everybody agrees on cuts and on raising the debt ceiling, but everybody does seem to agree that letting the country default is not an option. Do you think we're going to get it done? We are going to get it done. We always do. We, we are going to focus in on this and, and then be able to not have a default. That, that's not going to happen as a country, but we should actually have a growing up conversation as well about where we are as a country and our spending and our debt. At $31 trillion, at some point you have to have this hard conversation to say, where are we going and how does this get better? Uh, because now we're at over a trillion dollars a year in overspending each year, not a trillion dollars in total spending, overspending of a trillion dollars. And every family, every business that's racking up debt month after month after month at some point has to say, time out, how does this get better? This is a good moment to do it. And quite frankly, that's what the de- debt ceiling is designed to do, is to force a pause in the country to say, are we on the right direction? And so we're having that conversation finally. It's been three months that Biden wouldn't come to the table and even talk at all. He is finally coming to the table. He's now assigned some of his staff members to be able to handle this negotiation while he flies out of the country. Uh, But that's still entirely appropriate to be able to say, let's sit down, let's work out the details. Democrats quick to point out that Congress raised the debt limit three times while President Trump was in office without demanding budget cuts. Uh, people who think that the whole world doesn't have access to the internet and can't actually look things up. Uh, actually, when Nancy Pelosi was speaker, she demanded that President Trump increase spending or she wouldn't increase the debt limit. Uh, so she used, and actually Schumer, uh, Senator Schumer called this the debt limit leverage for Democrats to get more spending out of President Trump. And President Trump and Speaker Pelosi had to sit down and negotiate. And yes, the debt ceiling was raised three times, uh, but it was due to increased spending every time. Now there's a Republican, Speaker McCarthy, that's there that's saying, hey, we're way out of balance. There's way too much spending. Let's slow this down. And Speaker McCarthy's put a proposal on the table to say, let's just spend the same thing we did last year. Let's not increase our spending. Let's keep spending what we did last year. And President Biden has said that's just radical, crazy talk to spend the same as we did last year. Uh, it's not crazy talk. It's just a, a way to say, let's slow down our spending and let's try to be able to be more measured in how we're spending. Won't catch us up in a year, won't even catch us up in 10 years, but at least slows down the rate of growth. And claw back some of the, what, billions that are still out there in uh, COVID relief money that's not being used? Yeah, that is one of the aspects that they're actually negotiating. There's billions of dollars that have been given for COVID relief. COVID is obviously long gone. And uh, so if there are billions of dollars that are unspent, it's pretty reasonable to say that's the first area uh, to be able to cut is unspent COVID dollars. But that doesn't get you there completely. You've got to be able to find other areas to be able to say, how do we how do we get this better? Uh, The president in uh, Hiroshima for the G7, not looking particularly strong with all going back and going on back at home. Uh, As a member of both the intelligence and Homeland Security committees, what are you going to be watching for in this summit? unity about dealing with Ukraine and uh, isolating China as well. 
uh, strategic to be able to have a G7 meeting there in Japan uh, when they're directly facing the threat of China and their move onto Taiwan and in the entire region. So there's some key strategic aspects in foreign policy uh, that's entirely appropriate for the president to be able to be engaged on. Uh, the issue is going to be uh, what, 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 is, what is the unity of nations around the world uh, to be able to say, how do you deal with an aggressive Russia, an aggressive China uh, in an economy that's uh, it's struggling globally? 655 on the KRMG Morning News, speaking with Oklahoma Senator James Langford. You're a leading voice in the Senate when it comes to securing the southern border. You led a news conference with fellow Republicans uh, just a week ago today when Title 42 ended. At that time, you said the situation along the southern border could get worse, calling it a crisis that the Biden administration could have avoided. At that time, some 600,000 people were waiting at the border to illegally cross into the U.S., a week later, have you seen any changes at the border? So here's what happened, actually. We went from about five or 6,000 people a day illegally crossing the border, which was the crisis, to last week 10,000 people a day illegally crossing the border. It's now backed up to about 4,000 people a day there illegally crossing the border. So to put this in perspective, under the Obama administration, Jay Johnson said, if 1,000 people illegally cross the border in a day, it's a really bad day on the border. Uh, so we we still have 4,000 people a day illegally crossing. In the latest conversation I had with Border Patrol yesterday, they said they identified just yesterday 1,500 people they literally couldn't get to that they called gotaways, uh, that they saw them running through but could, didn't have the manpower to be able to get to them. So they're, they're overwhelmed. They don't have enough uh, space to be able to detain folks. Uh, they don't have the enough manpower to be able to actually chase folks down. And the policy that President Biden has put in place to deal with asylum uh, is not being implemented in a strong enough fashion uh, to be able to actually resolve the issue. So, yes, we're, the, the group of us not just complaining about this, but we're identifying here's how this could get better. Here's how you solve this issue with just basic law enforcement to do legal immigration. I'm all for legal immigration. I just don't like unchecked, chaotic, illegal immigration where we literally don't know how many people are coming across the border, where they're from, or what their criminal background is. We have no idea. We've got 30 seconds left. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis reportedly will declare next week he's running for president. Um, You want to get the jump on him? You want to declare your candidacy on the show right now? (laughs) No. No? Endorsement, maybe? You want to do an endorsement? Yeah, let me just go and declare publicly I'm not running for president. Oh, okay. So I'll be, I'll be one of the Republicans that are not out there doing it. No, I'm, I'm going to stay out of this uh, race. I did not uh, engage in uh, endorsement during the 2016 time period. I don't anticipate doing that again, but there's a lot of good people. Uh, Ron DeSantis is actually announcing next week. Tim Scott, uh, who's a very close friend of mine in the Senate, a, a remarkable individual, he's announcing next week. Uh, there's multiple other folks that are still out there that are looking at it. So we'll see what the field is. Amazingly enough, the first debates for Republicans will be this August. Uh, so it's coming very quickly. We'll have the debate stage and let folks start trying to narrow the list. Senator, thank you. Thank you so much. But thanks, y'all. Oklahoma Senator James Langford. Don't know what was going on at the beginning of each of those answers with the digital little interference happening. Yes. There, but, uh, Glad it cleared up.